Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. He's back. After uh, being the kingpin over there in Las Vegas, the bowling man himself, <laughs> Tom, what is up, buddy? How'd it go over there? Uh, if by kingpin you meant lost, that's exactly what I was because I did not bowl well. I bowled my average, uh, but average isn't going to get it done. It was a ton of fun. The lanes were difficult. You know, it took some time to figure it out. But um, I, I like all the, the good tournaments, right? Or the ones that you think you did well. Towards the end, you're like, can we just start over? Because I know what I need to do now. But too little, too late. You can tell you're good because you said the lanes are difficult. To me, <laughs> I just, I line up to where my hand is in the center. And I throw it as straight as possible. And I get lots of splits. But that's the only <laughs> thing I know how to do. There's a method to all that. Much like, you know, playing baseball. There's there's white, right, rays, and wrong ways. So. One day we'll sit down, we'll talk it through. I'll maybe, maybe get you squared away, get you a ball. All right, so in the news, just some news, we know that Jordan left the game sick, but he came back today, so that's good. He came back looking pretty good. Uh, Diaz got put on the 10-day disabled list on the 17th, and they called up David Hensley, and they got rid of Matichevic, and I guess because Hensley is a shortstop. They haven't used him yet, but this kid, I, I saw Astros Future post that he was, you know, about the transaction, and these guys are like, they're reaching now. I never heard of this guy. Who cares if you never heard of him? That, that doesn't mean he's not any good. Well, the amazing thing is that before, you know, Jose Akiti came, you never heard of him. Before Christian Javier, you never heard of him. Before Framber, you never heard of him. These are not highly touted prospects when they hit the Astros uh, farm system just well-developed uh Hensley as you spoke to he was unranked in the uh Astros top 30 before the season he was number 11 uh at the mid-season mark six foot six big kid but uh was slashing uh great uh batting 297 uh before his call up in Sugarland and I don't believe they got rid of JJ they just set him they just they just optioned him back right? that's what I meant they they outrighted uh, a pitcher, I believe. So they did get rid of a pitcher. Bermudez. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> Jonathan Bermudez. Yeah, they uh, designated him for assignment. And I guess that means he's off the 40 man. And I don't know what that means. Maybe somebody can take him or he's just off the 40 man. Because well, he's, he, he's one of the guys they added to so they wouldn't lose, right? Correct. And, and the way that works is any team now has fair game to go get him, but yeah. if nobody takes him, then he can return back to the Astros, and then it'll just be unprotected again. I would assume somebody will take him. If the Astros think he's good enough to protect, I would assume that they would take him, but you knew that was going to happen because the Astros, they have people on there that they're never going to use this year just because they wanted to keep him. They didn't want someone else to take him. So you knew it was going to happen. 
And you have someone like Hensley that comes out of nowhere, like you said, unranked all the way to number 11. So he is somebody looking forward to uh, checking him out. So anyway, you ready to get to the games? Absolutely. All right. Friday was the return. Second gate, not the return, but another game for Lance McCullers Jr. And it didn't turn out as well as the, this is the kind of start I expected in his first go around. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't feel like it was as bad as, you know, maybe the national media make it sound. Obviously he gave up three runs, but it was, it was all in one chunk. You know, he put up a bunch of zeros. So I think you got to take that with a grain of salt. No, he didn't win. No, he didn't shine. But I think there was still good things that came out of the start. All right. So bottom of the third, Riley, a three-run home run. And the Astros are down three to zero. Top of the fifth, Tucker, 22nd home run of the season, three to one. Now two of the RBI single, Brandon Mancini, three to two. Bottom of the sixth, Atlanta had a two-run double and a sack fly. Got him up six to two. That was the final. No offense. For the Astros, no run support for McCullers. Uh, he goes five innings, seven hits, and three runs. Three walks and six strikeouts. Still good enough to get you a win. Absolutely. I, like I said, I don't think that he pitched poorly. It wasn't just electric lights out stuff like he did in his opening start. Bill Maton, three hits and a walk, and he gave up three runs. His ERA is 447. Magic man, baby. It's time. I'm ready. Will Smith was talking about him. (laughs) There you go. Will Smith, one hit, no runs. Neris, a hit and a strikeout. Offensively, Altuve, two for four. Tucker, two for four. And the Astros only had seven hits. So those two guys got four of the seven hits. One for seven with the runners in scoring position. They left five on base. So you can't knock McCullers for this outing. He didn't go six innings, but he only gave up three runs. If you score five runs, we still lose, but not six to two. But I don't know. Maton. Mm-mm-mm. He just hasn't been the same guy. He just really hasn't. And it's one of those deals where I watch him, and one, it's it's uncomfortable from the first pitch. Then two, I feel like he gets behind every hitter he faces. He's constantly behind it's a 1020 count every time and for me you're going to take bad hitters and make them better hitters when you put them in hitters counts and i feel like he does that a lot and similar to what abreu was doing when i didn't necessarily love abreu he just did not throw enough strikes and the crazy thing is mayton's the same way his stuff plays i just feel like he doesn't have the confidence in the zone i was going to ask you who you more confident now abreu or mayton i say abreu Absolutely. That is nuts. So we go to Saturday's game. Christian Javier, top of the fifth. Pena, solo home run, number 16. We're up one to zero. Atlanta ties it up in the bottom of the fifth. Solo home run, one to one. And we go into extra innings. It was a very, very good pitching matchup. Their pitcher looked good. Javier looked good. Top of the 10th. Myers had an RBI single, two to one. Yuli had an RBI double. We're up three to one, and I'm so confident. I'm as confident as you can be that we're going to win. So I'm sitting in the sports book in the South Point Hotel, uh, Casino and Hotel in Las Vegas, and the place is miserable because you could tell there was money on the Braves. You could just tell. And 
I'm over there cheering me, my little, my, my group that went with me on the bowling thing, they're cheering, you know, looking forward to this win. And then the wheels fell off. Yep. So bottom of the 10th, Naris gave up an RBI double, made it three to two. And then when Grossman came up, you know what I thought about? Former Astros. I go, this guy's going to do, I don't even, how is he still around? How do we not want him, but he's still around. And he delivered just like former Astros do. He ties it up. We go to the 11th inning. Uh, Bregman was on third. Uh, Pena knocked him in. We take the lead. And then Stanek. I mean, how confident are you that Stanek's going to shut these guys down? You can't be super confident because you got that runner on second. But he didn't get anybody out. Uh, same thing with Maton. He just didn't throw strikes. And it's one of those that, – that, that group is a patient group. The 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 Braves lineup is really a, a really well constructed lineup, and they're not chasing pitches. They're very similar to the Astros. That's why those games are so similar. And they waited them out. They waited them out. They got good pitches to hit, or or they walked, and that was the ball game. Javier went six innings, two hits, and a run, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Abreu one inning, one hit. Montero an inning and two walks. Presley had a one inning and no runs, no hits. Naris, two runs on two hits. Pena went one for five. Yuli, one for five. The Astros had four runs on seven hits. Three for 11, running scoring position. Nine left on base. Stanek, two hits and two runs. Didn't get anybody out, like I said earlier. He gets the blown save and the loss. Now we go to today's game. I woke up and I tweeted it. Guaranteed win, guaranteed victory. And so I did say this isn't the we don't want to get swept lineup. There's no Mancini. There's no Altuve. But I still guaranteed a victory. I just felt like there's no way these guys, because they're, they're close games. If you think the sky's falling because we lost to the Braves, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking right now, but you're just nuts. And I kind of, I mean, I was confident because I guaranteed it. And now I look back, it was two weeks ago that I guaranteed an Astros victory. So that's two for two. I should have been in Vegas. <laughs> well, I bet on them the night prior. So uh, you definitely picked the right game to bet on. I wasn't as confident about today because Charlie Morton is Charlie Morton. We know who he is. We know how talented he is. And I didn't know if they were going to have enough offense uh, to do it. I felt like they were going to pitch around Jordan. I didn't know what kind of Jordan we were going to get back. But uh, in the end, it turned out great. Well, we we spoke on the last episode. You weren't here. It was Susie covering for you. And she did a great job. You got a chance to, to listen to them. Absolutely. Listen to both shows. They were great. Uh, I look forward to catching up with them sometime and, and hopping on their show or hanging out with them somewhere. Yeah, she did a really good job. She did. I was going to look for someone both shows but she did such a good job on the first one i would just well come on back that's the easiest thing to do so anyway back to this so i had someone arguing with me this morning what do you want mancini up there you know swinging with his <laughs> eyes closed and then i know this isn't a twitter podcast folks but me and tom we're pretty we do twitter a lot and so when someone says something ridiculous you go back and you look and the guy's got 10 followers. And it's like, if you had really good things to say, you would, you would probably have more than 10 followers, but you don't. Know, 
But anyway, let's go to the game, buddy. Bottom of the first, Olsen had a home run, two-run homer. Top of the third, Jordan, we wondered if he was going to be, how would he do? And he did great. He got a two-run single, tied the game up. No scoring till the eighth inning when Tucker had an RBI single. We go up three to two. Payne had a sack fly, four to two Astros. Top of the ninth, Yuli had an RBI single. Brought in Dubon, five to two. And then bottom of the ninth, Darnold. I always think, I always thought his name was D'Arno, but it's Darno, right? I said it wrong. And because uh, he was on my fantasy team, one of the two years I played fantasy baseball. And, you know, I don't keep up with other teams. And so I try. I, that's the first time I ever heard his name. But anyway, he gets an RBI five to three. They scored on a ground out five to four. It's getting a little scary, but we pull it out and we win. Urquidy was awesome. This is the guy that I was okay with trading. And I'm so glad we didn't. <laughs> Seven innings, five hits, two runs, two walks, six strikeouts. The guy is 12 and four. Do you remember when he had a great record because he had all the run support? but his ERA was kind of high. His ERA is 3.63 now. This guy's legit. Absolutely. He's making a real strong case for being that fourth starter in the postseason where you line it up, you know, JV, Framber, Lance, and then whoever that fourth guy would be. I mean, it's it's still going to be a really tough decision, but if you just look at his numbers and then you think about, you know, how many times he's done this in the past and how, how much success he's had in the postseason – He's probably the guy that's going to start the fourth game for the Astros. And based on, you know, start like today where, you know, got into trouble early and then was able to battle through six innings and, and still get the job done. I, I like where that's, that's going. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I, I agree I think with Jose's you. Great. I agree with you because I was just going to ask you that <laughs> because Javier is, is good, but he's pitched out of the pen before. And I don't think Luis Garcia is the top, one of the top four guys. I love Luis Garcia, but I think Urquidy's better. At least he's better right now. I feel like all three at different points of the season have flashed, you oh, know, yeah. elite stuff. But Urquidy, since he got rid of the cutter, has just been so much more consistent. So Montero pitched an inning, had two strikeouts. Presley, two hits and two runs. And then uh, Dubon. Went two for five. I, I saw Dubon leading off for Altuve, and I was thinking, okay, the last time he led off, he went one for five, and then he went, I think he got two or three hits when they moved him down. So I was a little weary, but I was looking at the lineup, and I'm like, oh, well, who else could they put up there? It's not, I mean, I thought maybe Chaz at the most, but he did good. Did really good, two for five. Yuli went two for four. Alvarez, two for five. Tucker, two for five. The Astros, five runs on 10 hits, four for nine. Very, very good with runners in scoring position. And uh, they left nine on base, which is pretty high. But that's good. I'll take it. They win. I guaranteed it. I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm like you. I win and win every game. But if we don't win them, it's okay. Because the Yankees, no matter how bad you think we are, we're not bad. We're a good team on the road playing a team that is playing really good that has like you said a good lineup that doesn't you know they take a lot of pitches they don't swing at bad things it's a good team you can't be upset losing to these guys 
Absolutely not. And then when you look at the two losses, you got to remember you take your MVP candidate, Jordan Alvarez, out of both of those lineups. And who knows how that extra inning uh, scenario would have turned out if Jordan's in the middle of that and you got to pitch to him. So, uh, again, very competitive games. Uh, I take away more positives than negatives because those are things that, you know, you can kind of build on come postseason time, things like that. Obviously, you know, the way they're trending, the way things are going, the Astros are going to be in a very favorable position. So having these, having this success against the Braves, even if it's just one game, is still success. Uh, one thing you pointed out about Dubon and being in the leadoff hole, I think also with Guriel, with with those guys batting up top, they're just getting better pitches to see, I think, because you can't, you have to, you have to try to get those guys out because you don't want them on base when you see Tucker and you see Jordan, and you see Breckman. And then when you spoke to who else could be at the at the leadoff spot, I really want to see Tucker do it. If for no other reason that he's kind of looking to get the 30, 30, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. And what better thing to have as a leadoff guy than be able to steal bags? And he's like 18 for 20 or something like that. Uh, it's a, definitely a high clip. So he profiles for me as a, as a great leadoff hitter. I, I I didn't think about that. I saw his name. I thought about it, but I like where he's at. But that's a good idea. But I don't think they're ever going to do it. Probably not. So before we get to the players of the series and the coveted Coach Rose Award, if you're watching on YouTube, you, you're noticing that I put some sweet graphics on here so it's not all black. I, I worked on that while watching the game on Saturday. So leave a comment. If you're still with us, leave a comment and let us know if you like it. But let's go to the players of the series. Who is your picture? I said the... picture, like a picture on the wall. <laughs> picture. Um, it is the Mexican. It is Jose Arquiti. Jose Arquiti. You're making me think, I think I wrote this down wrong. What do you mean? No, no, I'm going with it. I don't know why I wrote this, but I, I got Christian Javier. I mean, he pitched well, too. Six innings, two hits, and one run. I don't know. I'm so high on Arquiti right now because we were talking about him. <laughs> but going over the numbers, I, I I picked Javier. I always feel bad now because you told me that I don't pick the guy that I should pick. I pick the the, the guy that outperforms all the time. So You have me, the Coach Rose now. You, you just pick exactly. you did the best. But exactly. We had really good starting pitching this week. We do all the time. We're spoiled. Really, really do. And that's something that I don't think gets seen enough because you're con you're hyper-focused on the Astros. But if you go out and look at some of these other rotations and you start to look at their numbers, go look at the Yankees' rotation. I guarantee yeah. you, you, you line it up with ours and then see some of the performances, you're probably not so upset when they don't pitch to the level that you're accustomed when they're just lights out all the time. So after the loss, the two losses in a row, I, I read people saying, I'm sorry, guys, but this Astros team is not a World Series team. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. We have amazing pitching. We have amazing offense. They don't show up all the time, but that's fine. It's there. When it's all there, we can score. I don't I don't get it. I think we we have 100% a team that can make it to the World Series without a doubt. I agree. Uh the one thing I will say is I worry 
that something will be critically overlooked. I feel that the 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 roster is as good as it could possibly be. I feel like what you spoke to with the pitching and the and the defense. I wonder I wonder I worry about the bullpen. I worry about how we're using it sometimes. Um I feel like Dusty has favorites sometimes. He gets away from guys. I would much rather have the magic man. We we talked about that. Um, I wonder about sometimes if if Dusty is using analytics to his own detriment. Perfect example, uh, the game that ended in extras, they were in the shift and the bases were loaded and you needed a double play. Or I'm sorry, it was first and second and they were in the shift. And the uh, check swing. Uh, yeah, the, the check swing by Olsen. Uh, yeah, that was that was horrible. And it, and I can't understand what I, I you can't explain to me why you'd be in the shift right there when you're trying to play for a double play. Even if even if you gave up the one run, even if you gave up the lead runner or whatever, you're still you're still gonna be tied, you still go on. So it just didn't make any sense to me. And I worried that one of those type moves is gonna what undoes the Astros. Not the fact that you know they just go cold or they don't pitch well. It's gonna be something in extras, something in a late game, you know, critical, you know, taking the ball away from Urquidy at 94 pitches, you know, something like that that's going to really haunt the Astros if it happens at all. I, I still have 100% confidence that they can go get it done. Me too, buddy. All right, position player, who do you got? So I had a lot of options there. I really like there a is lot a of lot of players. Options. Um, Bregman is still absolutely white hot, dad power. But the guy I'm going to go with is Kyle Tucker. He's on a 14-game hitting streak, uh, big RBI today. I don't know that we give Kyle enough love because we have other guys. I mean, I'm sure we do, but for me today, I, I was like, I was watching the game and I was like, Kyle Tucker for me. All right. So I wrote down who I picked and my wife's in there cooking. And I said, let me, let me go over all of this. And you tell me who sticks out to you. And she said the same name that I picked. That's awesome. And I'm going with Jeremy Pena. That's not a bad pick. He played really well. He really did. Pena's my position player. I Here's what I wanted to do. I had all intentions going into this to give him the Coach Rose Award because he's been so bad lately. That's who's getting mine. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's getting mine. For all the reasons you just point out. The homer... Uh, I mean, he's had some lapses on defense, but I mean, there's, he's made some great plays too. So I feel like it's starting to get right with him. If he can just get away from the slider, he'll be great. Yeah. It's almost, somebody posted the, uh, I guess it's like a graphic where they show you where the balls went and every pitch of his was low and outside. They throw every pitch to the same spot. And, and as a fan, because we don't know, we don't know what it's like. Some people might. This ball's coming right at you, and you think it's it's going to be a strike, and it just drops. And you don't know what that's like if you've never played against somebody that can throw a ball like that. Even like when you watch someone do the uh, knuckleball, you're like, how in the hell can't they hit this? <laughs> just dance it up there. Just swing at it. Exactly. I had mentioned. I had asked some former players or or current players about. You know, they one of them said they had a, there's a position player and they'll play catch. And this guy has a, a nasty curve. I mean, a nasty knuckleball. 
and the guy don't want to play catch with him if he throws that. Because I said, I always wanted to play catch with a guy that does that. And he's like, no, you don't. You never know where it's going to end up. All right. You already said uh, Jeremy Pena, Coach Rosewood. So I got to give you mine. Let's do it. I almost gave it to Dubon for going two to five, two for five today. Almost. But you know who I went? My Coach Rose, award winner for the Astros versus the Braves, is Montero. He had two outings. He did not give up any runs. And this is after, I think he had one more before this, but after, you know, the Sunday's game, he gave up a run. They put him right back in. He gave up more runs. He had two bad outings, and I think he's had three good ones after that. So, Well, the one last night, he got into some trouble. He got a double play ball to get out of it. He still got out of it. But he He still got out of it. It is what it is. Does it matter if he got in trouble? It matters. The numbers. But I'm That's giving fair. it to him. I like it. My sprinkler just came on. Hopefully y'all can't hear that. <laughs> but anyway, are you ready to do some fair or foul? My favorite segment every time. All right, let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, number one, I saw this at HEB right now. Fair or foul, energy drinks. Are you an energy drink guy? You have what so, you're drinking right now, aren't you? So so Thomas is sponsored by Zoa. At least he wishes he was. Um, I drink a lot of those. I don't drink sodas. So that's that's number one. I don't drink the energy drinks that are high in sugar um, or sodium. So for me, I am an energy drink guy, but I'm very careful about what I drink. You know, I got to read it a little bit. Aren't they bit. bad for you? Some of them are. Some of them are. But it's not worse than drinking a Dr. Pepper. It's not worse than drinking sweet tea. Um, and if I drink tea, I want sweet tea. I love sweet tea. I drink unsweet a lot tea, of tea. Unsweet tea, I've got to have a lot of lemon in it to, to, to be like, okay, I'm good with it. And I know how you feel about that. Yeah, so. that's gross. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm not drinking uh gatorades or sodas or things of that nature for me uh i i do like coffee i will drink coffee especially when it's cold or with breakfast but primarily primarily i'm doing energy drinks in the morning so you said coffee and i got a story to tell you so when we went to rhode island i got a coffee mug from dave's coffee this place we went to a couple of times and that's all i drink my coffee out of now i love it and so i think it was Thursday or Friday? One of those two days, I woke up, I had some coffee. I think it was Thursday. 
No, it might have been Friday. Anyway, I think it was Friday. Because I drank coffee to stay up for the podcast with Susie. I had coffee at the table. Then I came in here. And then yesterday, I want coffee. I can't find my Dave's coffee mug. My wife said, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I go to, because she washes dishes and then uses the dishwasher as a rack to dry them at. And I looked in there. She looked in there. We didn't see it. Woke up today. It was in the dishwasher. Because <laughs> we, I was like, where is it? I looked, I looked places that you wouldn't want to drink coffee in. And we couldn't find it, but pretty crazy. But energy drinks, energy drinks, blah, blah, blah. it's easy for me to say. Energy drinks for me is a foul because I don't I don't drink them. I don't need them. I I don't want to tell you another story. Oh God, we gotta go. All right, I got I got one more story. Is that I drank? It's different, but I drank a five hour energy energy drink on the way to Oklahoma because I was sleepy because I worked all night. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I was, yeah, those, I, yeah, I was scared. Those are really concentrated, and like I said, I'm very particular about what i drink like when i was a kid when i was in the military we went through all of them because we worked a night shift and then all the time they would ask us to do training during the day because during the days when all the, the the formal stuff happened right so they didn't care about the night shift guys even though we made sure all the planes were ready to fly in the morning they were like nope we just need you to show up so red bulls monsters <laughs> you name it and now i i still drink them but i i drink the healthy ones when i can all right number two we, we're we're lagging here, buddy. We got to get going. Number two, I don't know how you feel about this. Men with earrings. <laughs> this is a touchy subject. Not for me. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for me, it's foul, but that's just my own personal opinion. I, I don't dog people that do it. I'm not going to tell anybody how to, how to act or where to wear it. Or, you know, Jordan wears a, a, an earring or whatever. But for me, you won't catch me with one. Yeah, me neither. So, so for me, it's foul. Some people look cool. I, I mean, I don't know. I just, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird. It's kind of something you don't want to, <laughs> if there's listeners out there, you know, you guys are cool guys. I've never been cool enough to have earrings, but no for me. No, 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 no. When I was young, it was the left ear, you're cool. And the right ear, you're something else. And now they just wear both. And it's like a fashion statement, but I don't wear jewelry. So that's foul for me. Number three, playing blackjack in the casino. I play a lot of games, but I don't play blackjack. So I say foul. So for me, it's fair. It's like my, one of my favorite games to play, mainly because I, I really got a grasp of how to play it. And I just have a really quick story. So again, I was in Vegas over the weekend. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie 21, but yes. it's about these kids that learn to count cards and stuff like that. I... For me, this is the closest thing I've ever seen to that in real life. It was amazing. This young guy, he was sitting with $10,000 in chips in front of him. And he was teaching this entire table how to play blackjack. And there was these two old ladies and this one young lady and his best friend were just sitting there. And they made a fortune. Every one of them left with a $500 chip. And I was blown away because he was telling them how to play and what to do. And they, they were, were okay with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the casino. I mean, oh yeah. Because half the time the dealer will tell you what to do. Doesn't mm. mean it's going to win. They'll tell you what you're, what you're supposed to do. Hit, don't hit, stay, you know, and 
and there uh, when I knew it was something going on when we had two pit bosses kind of walk over and begin to watch. But it was amazing. Because, you were at the table too. Well, I wanted to play, but I couldn't get in. The, the uh. all the seats were filled. So, uh, and then my experience was horrible. Then I sat at the table next to them, and it was the complete opposite. Everybody had no clue what to do. You know, they're asking the dealer, dealer, well, the book says this, but I don't know. And we just, I lost 60 bucks so fast. And I was like, nope, this didn't happen for me. But that table was something that, I mean, it was special because every time they did something, it just worked. All right. Number four is a woke question. <laughs> the Braves should stop doing the chop and the, oh. Were they doing it? I remember them doing the chop, but I don't remember oh, yeah. them. They were doing it, right? When they were kicking our butts. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they should and stop doing that? I don't. Foul. Am I, I I think I think it's foul <clears throat> because if 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 people were if people were coming out saying that, hey, this is offending me, then that's one thing. But they don't. People are saying, hey, that's offensive, and they're not even Native American. It's the people that have no, yeah, they're speaking for someone else. Yeah. So I think that until that happens where you get the Native American community that really rises up and says, look, we're not okay with the Braves, we're not okay with the chop, then go ahead. I, I didn't have a problem with the Indians, you know? I didn't have a problem with the Redskins, so to speak. Um, not, but again, I don't know if somebody came out, but I was fine with all those because I felt like it represented them some. Yeah. I think that's the woke people saying, hey, you should be upset. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, we should? Yeah, yeah, you should be upset. But I, I don't think they should stop it. I think it's cool. Florida State does it. They're not going to stop, and neither is the Braves. But for me, I'm kind of jealous of it. It's a really, really cool thing to have. Oh, when it gets rocking. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's it. I don't think there's anything better. It's really cool. It's a really cool thing. I'm jealous. Number five, with Minnesota coming to Houston, I believe it's on Tuesday. There's no game tomorrow, I believe. That's what I wrote. Correa will get a warm welcome. It's 100% fair. The fans of Houston are going to do right by Carlos Correa because he did right by the Houston Astros at the worst possible time of the franchise's history. He was out in front taking all the, the, the things on the chest during the whole scandal. I think he's going to get an amazing welcome. I don't think Justin Verlander is going to give him an amazing welcome. I think he's <laughs> going to pitch his tail off, but the... Uh, the video montage and everything, it'll be there. It'll be good. There was somebody that when I went to one of the games this year, they they came and uh, they got a – I can't even remember who it was. It was a very warm reception, and I talked about it on the podcast. They gave him a warm reception, and then the second time he came to bat, they didn't because I think he hit a home run or something. But I can't remember who it was. There's an outside shot I'll go to the game, and if I do, I'll wear my Korea jersey for sure. Did you, when I, I'm just laughing, folks. I'm sorry, but when I uh, I, I I tried to make the uh, the new what's it called customized things for the for the YouTube page, I used that uh, that uh, clip of me and you that. talking about you buying the jerseys, and uh, yeah. I think it's I I think I watched that thing 20 times because it just makes me laugh that you're like, yeah, I have this jersey. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you do? You just buy jerseys of people that quit. Or not quit, but leave. Yeah. All right, buddy. You've got a little time left. You got any uh, final thoughts? Well, for this series, I really think that, you know, these were two really good teams. Um, 
and you know possible world series preview there's nothing saying that atlanta can't be there at the end it's nothing saying the astros can't be there at the end and except for that first game where things got a little out of out of control they, they were two very tightly contested games and i think that's that speaks to how well these two teams are then you look at the white Sox series they split with them so for the strohs to go on the road for seven games and go three and four i think that was still fairly decent obviously two teams that are fighting for playoff positioning looking forward to this week uh i really hope they can do well against the twins and then also fight off a scrappy uh baltimore orioles club and be in a good spot to keep that number one seat you know if you look at the uh the bullpen guys at the beginning of the year presley looked bad and people were thinking, oh, man, someone's going to have to be the closer. This guy's not good. Then he became lights out. And so don't worry about the bullpen. That's my final thought. Don't worry about him because you saw Montero. Montero. Montero had two bad outings, and I was upset with him. And he came back. He's okay. Stanick. Stanick has been one of the best guys in the bullpen. And he had a bad outing. And no one's even mad about it because he's good. We know he's good. but. These, I mean, Stanek is not going to go in and throw a scoreless inning every game. Montero's not going to go in there and never give up two run homers or stuff. It's Presley's not perfect. They're none of them are perfect, but they're all really good. And you all need to remember that that you are fans of a great team, and you are a listener of a great podcast. <laughs> but anyway, me and Tom, we appreciate you. Uh, Tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball and the next episode, we will have an intro back. I got someone making an intro for us. Amy Montez Fry from the Corpus Christi Hook. So next episode, it should be on there. All right, guys, we'll see you next time on <laughs> Astros Baseball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.